Hi, everybody. It's Mike. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you're a lawyer, today you'll hear about the importance of sharing your knowledge with other lawyers. Welcome to the How David Beats Goliath podcast. Your host, Michael J. Swanson, is the author of the book, How David Beats Goliath, and CEO and chairman of the board of directors of Advocate Capital. And now, here's Michael. Thanks again for joining us. Today, you'll get to meet Sean Claggett, an experienced plaintiff lawyer who works from his offices in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he is a great example of a lawyer who gives back not only to his community, but also to other lawyers through sharing of knowledge. Sean, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're really, uh, it's amazing to watch your law firm grow over the years. I know you have, um, what, 10 lawyers now, and uh, it's just amazing uh, what you've been able to do and the number of people you've been able to help, the lives you've changed, and the impact you made in your community. So thank you for the work that you do, first of all. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Most people don't know that plaintiff lawyers help people all day, and um, so that's part of what we try to do to help educate uh, consumers about what plaintiff lawyers really do, which is help people. But I, one of the things I know you're passionate about is helping other lawyers. So can you tell us about that? Why do you think it's important for lawyers to teach younger lawyers? Yeah, well, you know, I've been fortunate in my career that I've had many experienced trial lawyers help me, teach me, and really allow me to understand our craft, uh, mm-hmm. not just from a technical standpoint, but also an emotional standpoint in what we do. Mm. And, you know, I've had some great uh, people throughout my career that have helped, and I'm very thankful to all of them. And I just believe that as we get more experience and we grow more, uh, we it's our now, our it's our turn to give back to the younger attorneys. And, and, you know, when I say younger, maybe they're younger in age and maybe they're just younger in experience, but to give back because we all are learning all the time. It never stops. And that's what makes this practice so great. Yeah, I think it's fascinating how many different um, specializations that plaintiff lawyers need to understand in order to bring the types of cases. Everything from pharmaceuticals to mechanical engineering to psychology. It's just really interesting. Yeah, and that it really is. And every case that you take on, it seems like you're becoming an expert in the field, at least for that case. And so, and there's attorneys that specialize in those cases. I'm, I'm working currently with uh, uh, Bob Kelly and Al- Alex Alvarez on some tobacco cases. And those guys, mm-hmm. the amount of knowledge they have in those cases is immense. And they're the type of guys that then teach and share that knowledge so that we can continue to fight um, that battle that needs to continue to be fought. Yeah, because it uh, seems to me that very few people in the world are trying to help plaintiff lawyers uh, other than it, other plaintiff lawyers. Well, there are some some out there like your company that is a great partner that certainly understands what we do. And, you know, my firm's certainly um, very fortunate to, to have met you guys a long time ago. And and you've been with me for the ride. So I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, John, what are some of the things that you do to help other lawyers? Well, uh, for starters, I, I run a listserv here in Las Vegas, well, actually mm. the entire state of Nevada called Justice Through Verdicts where all the plaintiff lawyers in the state that are active trial lawyers participate and we share ideas. We have monthly meetings where we may talk about experts. We may go through and do a debrief on a case, um, Mm. answer questions, whatever it may be. We're continually helping the lawyers get better at their craft. 
and we mm-hmm. share our information freely, which is mm-hmm. very important. You know, the, the days of lawyers holding on to their ideas and because they're great, hoping that people refer their cases. I hope, at least in Nevada, I can tell you that's not the way it's done. And we've been able to help so many lawyers. Uh, I, I walk through the courthouse and I see great verdicts um, mm-hmm. continuously from lawyers, and it makes me so happy to see that. Yeah, it's, it's very unselfish of you, but it's also a great thing for the community because you can only take so many cases in a year, and you can That's only right. help so many people. So, so by multiplying yourself through training um, others, uh, you're really the rising tide is lifting all the boats and helping more consumers. That's right, and you know I, I do believe that our community is a safe community mm-hmm. because there's consequences when people do things bad, and, and we hold people mm-hmm. accountable here, which mm-hmm. is really something that I believe is important. And it's, it's not lost on me what our job really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to help people. Obviously, people are aware that if someone's injured and they get a good economic result, it helps them with their medical bills or this kind of thing. But um, one of the points that you're, you're mentioning there is that plaintiff lawyers make the world a safer place. So by educating more lawyers, you're, you're multiplying that effect throughout the community. Yeah, and you know, there's cases, we have the, you know, there's the car wreck cases that are, are there, and certainly it's a problem because there's way too many uh, catastrophic injuries and deaths on the roadways, and we need that to be safer. But there's also cases, I'm currently handling um, sexual assault cases where little children have been assaulted. Oh, my and, goodness. you know, emotionally, those are really difficult cases for a whole lot of reasons. Yeah. But the community, we, need, we have an obligation to protect our children. And those children don't have voices without lawyers willing to work um, oftentimes for nothing and Mm -hmm. uh, or for a a long shot contingency. um, There's no voice for these kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, our firm made a commitment years ago because we are very active with mental health care in this country and and, or and or the lack thereof. And it starts it starts when the kids are young and we need to make sure that we're doing our jobs as attorneys to provide the help and protection that the children in our communities need. I, I think, at least when I was younger, I thought, well, the government's going to protect me and protect people. But I, I realized they're really not equipped to do that. They're not. And not only, not only is the government not equipped to do it, but the fact is, is that you can have, and we've seen case after case after case where these perpetrators get away with it for a long time mm-hmm. because there's people within the government that aren't doing their jobs. And, wow. and so, you know, we as attorneys, and there's a group of us around the country that are doing this now. And we, and we've taken the battle. We've taken, we've agreed to take this fight on and I'm proud to be part of it. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's a cause much bigger than myself. And, mm-hmm. and I believe at the end of my career, I'll look back and, and know that this was a big part of my legacy was making the world, you know, our, our, our community a safer place for children. Yeah. Well, I know another part of your legacy is the, the UNLV Boyd Law School. Yeah, near and dear to my heart, my uh, alma mater. I'm, I'm very uh, proud alumni of undergrad and law school at UNLV. And I'm fortunate now, I think I'm in my eighth year now of being an adjunct professor. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what classes or class do you teach? I teach law practice management. And uh you know, it, it, candidly, it, it's really more, it's called law practice management, but it really is real life law stuff. You know, we, we go in and we tell them what it's really like. What is it really like to run a business? 
We require mm-hmm. the students to draft a business plan. And in a big part of that, as you know, Mike, because you've been so kind to come and uh, uh, speak to my class uh, several times, is financing and how mm-hmm. to fund your law firm. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, they, they don't teach you in law school how to fund and operate a law firm. They just don't. And UNLV is such a wonderful institution that they they teach they they offer this course on a regular basis, which uh, mm-hmm. is fantastic for the students. And I constantly um, am uh, very uh, fortunate to have uh, the students uh, in my classes. And in fact, I had dinner with six of them last night. So. Oh, awesome. It's it must good. be fun. You've been doing it that many years. Now you've seen a lot of them graduate and go out on their own probably and, and maybe even share cases. Yeah. In fact, I have. I've, 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 there's about 15 of my former students that have their own law firms today, uh, wow. which is super neat. I just uh, This week, I met with one of them. They had a case. They just wanted to ask me about it. So I had them come in. We sat down for an hour. Uh, last night, I told you I had dinner with six of my former students. Uh, so yeah, I, it, it's fun. It's a little, uh, almost like a sub alumni group of UNLV, the, my, my students, yeah. I think I've had about almost two, almost 200 students now wow. through the years. So you really are multiplying yourself then that, that, that's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. So, uh, what about CLE? You teach CLE too, don't you? I do. I do. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm, I'm actually teaching a CLE that Dan Ambrose, has been really working hard behind the scenes to put together a two-day CLE where we're going to be teaching uh, a full day on board IRE and mm-hmm. then uh, second day uh, doing a case analysis of a trial that I just completed. Uh, it was a month-long trial. We finished the end of October and uh, uh, was a very successful medical malpractice trial. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully after two days, the, the, we have about 60 people coming in from wow. oh, I from 10 different states to mm-hmm. come see the presentation. And hopefully at the end of it, uh, they, they're able to take away some stuff they can go and use in their own practice and, and become more effective attorneys. Yeah. Well, if um, let's say an experienced lawyer like yourself is maybe watching this or, or listening to this on our podcast, and you know they never really thought about sharing their knowledge, you know, what kind of advice would you have for them? How, where do they get started? And Well, I, I think the best way to get started is, you know, be active on your local listservs. You know, there's okay. there's most most states have an active uh, justice association listserv, and there may be other listservs you can be on. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Rick Friedman has a great one called, uh, uh, you know, he has a great listserv. Uh, okay. Nick Rowley has a great listserv. Um, you know, there's there's great listservs that are out there, and and you get and you and the real the reality is by posting your ideas and or questions, you're helping the entire group become better. And the mm-hmm. listeners are only as good as the members being active in them. So mm-hmm. that if everybody sits back and never participates, then the listserv dies. And we've seen that happen. I've seen listservs just die out because nobody engages. And mm-hmm. you know, in Nevada, we're very fortunate because we have a very active listserv. We probably have over you know, 100 emails a day on our listserv mm-hmm. with ideas and you know, comments and people helping. And we've created a culture in Nevada where the standard is that you share. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you leaders lead by leading. And I take yeah. that very seriously. And myself and uh, uh, Ben Cloward and Christian Morris, who are, mm-hmm. uh, I consider 
top level attorneys here in Nevada, we all got together and we created this listserv and we all have, share the same belief that we're going to give everybody anything they ask for if we have it. As long as they're willing to, you know, they got to work, you know, they, they got to be active themselves. And if you're there right. and you're working hard, we want to see you do well. And so it's just best advice, get active on a listserv and then go out and learn. You know, there's mm -hmm. great there's great programming out there. Um, you know, whether you go to the Trojan horse or you go to the Jerry Spence ranch or you do the reptile or you right. do ethos with Rick Friedman or, you, you know, you go do some of the stuff with Nick Rowley, all those different opportunities out there. And there's a lot of them mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, any throughout, throughout the year, anytime you want to, you can go and do these. And I've always said that lawyers are a commodity unto themselves. And so mm -hmm. why would you not invest in yourself by going and training yourself and learning everything you can? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And then, of course... You know, the, the, the next best advice I can give to attorneys after you do that, you know, you got to become a great trial lawyer. And by going to courses, you can learn the techniques, but you, then you got to go execute them. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. as we all know in the trial world, there just isn't as many trials today as there was 10, 20 years ago. And so it required what we do is we do a lot of focus groups. And, you know, we've created we have a company called Paramount Focus Groups that, that I own. And I've been real active getting attorneys to focus group their cases. And it's the way they can then go and get better at their, mm -hmm. at their craft that they've now learned and mm. try new things out, try new um, techniques out, see if it works for you in front of real people. And yeah. the opportunity to do that is it's not expensive and it, it's the best practice that I can figure out um, for attorneys to get real life experience. And so, um, that's, that's really, I had not thought about it. I know you're, you've always done a lot of focus groups. I know you, you'll focus group a case multiple times, I think, uh, before you get to trial. Uh, but I hadn't considered it as actually a, a way of practicing on the attorney side. I always thought it was a way of just judging the case. Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, it, the unintended consequence when I started doing it, and I've probably done about, I probably 700 focus groups. Wow. Um, by maybe a few more than that, but it's a lot. Uh, we probably do two or three a week. And what it does is not only do you learn about your cases, which is great. I mean, that's the, the primary purpose. But the what ends up happening is, is that I started using it and said, hey, you know what? I saw this technique that, you know, so-and-so used. I wonder mm -hmm. if I could do that because maybe you can, maybe you can. It may, may not work for you. And so, right. well, why don't we go try it out with a focus group? Let's see if this technique works. Yeah. With our, our focus group company now has, we have camera on the jury, we have a camera on you, and we have the camera on the exhibit. So there's three different uh, images on the screen at mm -hmm. one time so that you can evaluate yourself. And presentation wow. skills don't come naturally for most people. Mm -hmm. So getting in front of people and becoming natural, you know, David Ball uh, talks a lot about charisma. And he's right. Charisma's if you're ever going to be a great trial lawyer, you got to have great charisma. But the question becomes, how does one have charisma? And if you're nervous or scared, your natural charisma can't ever show. It can't yeah. shine. And the way that you avoid being scared and uh, unsure of yourself is by doing a whole bunch of focus groups over and over again. And by the end, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, it's not uncommon for a trial where I'll do 15, 20 focus groups.
from the beginning of the case through right wow. before trial. That's um, incredible. Yeah. Amazing. So, well, yeah, if, it's something I believe in. Uh, I, I could, I pr I'm going to predict the Sean Claggett trial school in the future, probably, probably in the, the near mountains of, of, of Nevada somewhere on a ranch. <laughs> well, you know, maybe someday. I, I, I won't rule it out. I love teaching. And yeah. uh, when, I, when I slow down on the amount of trials I'm doing and I have a little more time, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you're having too much fun helping people. Yeah. Be a good way to retire, though. So, uh, if, if a young lawyer or experienced lawyer um, want to get in touch with you, we'll we'll, we'll put your contact information um, in the, in the link um, either above or below. However, my team does that. Uh, I imagine you wouldn't mind taking a call from somebody. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, what you know, and uh, and honestly, I take calls daily from attorneys around the country, and a lot of times they just have questions. Mm -hmm. You know, I have you know, as you know, I do a lot of product defect law, so we do. There's some right. product institutional knowledge on. And we get calls on those. I've had um, some really large success against uh, some uh, retail shops. Uh, mm -hmm. And so people call me on that. I'm always willing to help. I mean, that's part of, yeah. I think, what makes it great to be a plaintiff lawyer sharing and not being yeah. greedy. You know, I, I think yeah, one, I, of the, I, one, one of the really, I think, looming issues out there that, that, that persist uh, with some people is they think they own an idea and mm -hmm. and that's really unfortunate because ideas aren't owned I, I, ideas get shared they get improved upon and we all like you said as the as we share our ideas and we come become better attorneys then and we share them with other attorneys we all rise up and mm -hmm. our success can be shared and, and and there's plenty of room in the personal injury world for that to happen <laughs> yeah yeah, I think the old days was more, uh, I guess, more cutthroat, competitive. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't want to train my competitors uh, to compete with me and things like that. It's good it, to see it, was, it turning the corner. Yeah, I mean, when I was a young attorney, that's absolutely how it was. I mean, and then the the idea being that everybody would then just refer their cases to the two or three attorneys that knew how to try cases. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just not my business model. Yeah. Well. Your business model is pretty awesome. It's worked so well for you. It's very impressive what you all built there, and we're uh, very excited to be a part of it. We do the easy part, you know, the, the funding, frankly. You do the hard part. Um, I always tell people uh, when we hire new people, we have to deprogram them from the, the PR that's out there about plaintiff lawyers, and I explain to them, look, I've never been to a plaintiff lawyer's conference uh, room where there's not a box of uh, tissues uh, nearby because they're listening to people who've just had the worst day of their life, uh, they have to say, and sometimes I have to say, I'm sorry because of tort reform. You know, I can't help you even though your grandma or mother was molested in a nursing home or your child is a paraplegic due to a drunk driver or whatever. So you have the tough part and we have the easy part. And it's been really fun, though, kind of vicariously to watch what you're doing in Nevada and I know all throughout, throughout the country. So thank you for what you do, Sean. I appreciate it. And I, I really thank you for your guys' constant partnership. It's been a sure. game changer for our firm, for sure. Amen. Well, I uh, look forward to seeing you soon. If not in Nevada, maybe you'll come to Nashville sometime. We'll have dinner. Uh, I'll see you in Nashville for sure. We've got a lot of litigation out there right now. So we'll see okay, you soon. Okay, fantastic. Thanks yeah. again for being here for your, t your very valuable time, Sean. Take care. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the How David Beats Goliath podcast. If you have any questions or recommendations, send Mike an email at mike at howdavidbeatsgoliath.com.